Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. All righty. Thank you, guys. Having the team done a great job. They were here on Thursday night leading us because they're our lead worshippers. And welcome to my morning. You know when you scorch your tongue and you've forgotten what that feels like for, you know, it's like a, it's not a pain you remember. Like, you don't try and recall it a lot. And then it happens and you go, oh, that's right. And then you can't taste anything for two weeks. You can't feel anything. It feels like your tongue is a cardboard just rubbing against itself and Yeah, I got exactly what I deserved, didn't I? Yeah. With, with a, a wafer-type substance. Yeah, there's, there's, there's uh, zero calories in that, too. <laughs> in our communion, we made sure. Didn't want any gluttony on those, you know. It's one of those sins. Don't want gluttony with the communion. That's a joke. Guys, come on. It's the tiniest of little things that we have. But I love what Paul brought out then. It is not a religious emblem. It is a point of connection to an act, to a sacrifice that was made in the past that is still relevant, powerful, and effective today. (laughs) Oh, come on. Exposure, desire, passion, surrender. Come on, that was gold. If we had some more of this in our lives of, of wanting to expose ourselves to, um, you know, to God. You know, Scripture actually says, be innocent of things that are evil. And what do we want to know? All the goss, all the worst stuff, what's really happening. Get this, this is how algorithms work. Um, TikTok, Facebook, um, all these things, they, they use all algorithms, TikTok who knows who owns TikTok? China. <laughs> so um, in China, they're very restrictive on their internet. It's very pro-government. They've got all this stuff out there. But do you know what? When they go looking for information, their young children, do you know what happens if they type in a question or something like that? They are given information on succeeding in life, on what the best choices are in honouring your parents and being a good citizen in the country. And you might say, yeah, but that's China. They're controlling them a bit. Yeah, we could have a bit of that here in Australia. You know, uh, you know, some older people honouring younger people, some younger people honouring some older people, some males honouring females, females honouring males, you know, different races, just honouring one another because we are all... Exactly. We're all the household of human. <laughs> Don't expose yourself to bad stuff. I remember once I um, was sitting in Qantas Club and they have magazines there and I grabbed this magazine that was on um, crimes. And I was just, oh, it had a, I can't remember what was on it, but there was a picture. And I started thumbing through it and... It had stories in it of different crimes that had taken place, some really ingenious ones, and then it had one that was just horrific, and I'm not even going to tell you. I started reading this, and it was just what 
we can go to in the depths of human depravity when we expose ourselves to the wrong things, when we get a desire for the wrong things, we then get a passion and a fire burning in our lives for that thing that now is just so intense in our psyche that we are driven by it and then we surrender to it. And these, these, there were a couple that were murdering people and it was so horrific. I read it and I just, it torments me to this day. So I say, don't expose yourselves. Be innocent of things that are evil. Like I pray for my beautiful daughter Bridie because she's working in psychology with um, with kids that need God. They they don't need a good psychologist. They need Jesus in their life. Their families need Jesus in their life. They need a church that is praying for them. They need a church that is exposing them to Jesus. Ah. Oh. I love those points, exposure, desire, passion, and surrender. That, that, that's so much about our psyche. Right there, that is a formula for who we are. What you expose yourself, that which I think on, Gandhi said, I become. Jesus said, that which you meditate on, that's what you become. So what you think about, everything starts with a thought. You become that. Uh, I was talking to my cousin last night, and she's an ex-copper. And she was talking about how she watched the latest Dharma series on the movie on Dharma, the, the serial killer. And I was like, I can't watch it, Jan. Like that, that just torments me. I, there's some things that, like, <laughs> I'm up for any sort of, like, violent splatter movies. Love them. Action movies, blowing up bodies. Yes! War movies, love it! Something that's too close to the truth? Nope. No, that, that, that's just pressing a button. So we've got to have the sensitivity to know where that line is. And it's, sometimes it's not even a line. It's like, don't even warm your hands by the fire that has burnt so many other people. Oh, God's good when he gives us stuff like that, isn't he? He's so good. What are you exposing yourself to? <laughs> the, come on, anybody else? Did they speak to anybody else? As soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, I've got to repent now. You know, like... <laughs> Oh, great. I'm not gonna, but do you know how wonderful repentance is? I'll, have I talked about this before? Yeah, I have. Let me tell you about it a bit more. I am so grateful for repentance. People think that repentance is like, oh, I've got to be remorseful and sad and sorrowful. Yeah, that's sometimes part of it. But if you're just remorseful because you got caught out doing something wrong or you got shamed or, or you got, no, 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 no. We've got to expose ourselves to the right things because out of exposing ourselves to the right things, God's ways and all that, because the pattern of this world, it says in, um, that Israel at one point had no king and everyone did as they thought was right in their own mind. I'm just going off the top of my head. It's not an exact quote. Anyone got it? Sam's got it. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, he blows me away. <laughs> What was the verse again? I've, I've just forgotten it. It's gone out of my head now. Um, yeah, so they did. You look at this now, it's almost like the laws and the rules of what our culture was and our community was have shifted. Our normal process of doing things has shifted. I met um, last night um, one of my cousins. It was a second, third 
in-law cousin and they had their little baby there and and he grabbed hold of my finger and I kissed his hand and she goes don't kiss my baby don't touch it don't touch his face don't touch and this is actually someone who likes me and I just went oh sorry I was just getting you know we've got a grandchild turning up next month and um, I'm just getting practice I was just put on the spot that wasn't a normal reaction to somebody kissing their child what yeah. If I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me on the street, you know. Like <laughs> but we've hit that now. There, where's where's the rules? There's there's no benchmark. There's no rules at the moment. So everyone's doing life as my truth. Let me tell you about my truth. I am so, oh. when somebody says that, in, in my head, my hand goes slap. <laughs> I don't do it, but it's just like, no, nah, you need a wake-up call. There is no my truth. There is only one truth. <laughs> and it's not mine. It's not yours. It's his. There is only one truth. And we try and say, no, 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 that, that's from your opinion. No, 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 opinions are a totally different thing. Truth is truth. You, you cannot, truth doesn't mind you questioning it. Lies hate you questioning them. Have you ever asked somebody a most innocent question and they've reacted so vehemently against you and you're like, oh, what are you doing? You know, like you've been doing something wrong. You reacted way too often. Sorry, that's me reacting to Kylie, not her reacting to me. <laughs> Kylie walks in, what are you doing? Nothing! <laughs> You know, some, no. <laughs> we have a lot of fun in our house, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, I feel like I don't even need to say anything this morning. Those exposure, desire, passion, and surrender. What are we exposing ourselves to on a daily basis? And you and I think, oh, but I haven't exposed myself to anything bad recently. No, but I want to get the right words here. The, the battlefield of our mind is such a um, precious area. And we need to make sure that we're thinking the right um, thoughts. Because thoughts, <laughs> thoughts are very toxic or thoughts are very enforcing. Either way, they're powerful. You might think, oh, it's just a thought. No, it's not. A, a thought is, is a, um, it has force behind it. Mm. Hallelujah. What are you exposing yourself to? What's igniting your desire at the moment? What are you, what are you actually surrendering your passions to? <laughs> what are you fanning the flames of your passion for? And what are you actually surrendering to? Wow, you could spend a whole year on that. But I'm going to continue on with my message from last week. I just want to finish this up. Luke 1, 31. Gabriel's come to Mary. Does anyone else, like, try and picture what's, happen what's happening here? Because um, I've never had an angelic visitation that I'm aware of. I'm sure I've had them, 
but I, I don't know, um, I don't think I've, I don't know, remember any. She had one, Mary had an encounter with Gabriel that was so profound that we just sort of brush over it. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, Gabriel came and said, you're going to have a baby. And, and you know when um, you're young and something dramatic happens in, in the world and you go, oh, wow, that happened, yeah. But because you don't have reference points, you don't realise the gravity of it until maybe 10, 20, 30 years later and you go, wow, that was happening when I was a child. That was, that was crazy. And I, I didn't realise, I just thought that was normal life because I, I just heard these things were happening. Yeah. So she turned, he turns up to her and just, you're going you're gonna to give birth. You're highly favoured and blessed. And, and she's like, you know, really confused. What's going on here? <laughs> As you would. Then he says, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. That's, that's going back to Isaiah. You know, his rule and his government. There shall be no end. She's there going, trying to absorb all this. Trying to absorb what type of greeting this is. I love that. Confused and contemplating deeply, it says. Um, what type of greeting this was. You know, blessed are you, highly favoured woman. What? You know, but then she asks, how will this be? This isn't a bad question. There's nothing wrong with questioning God. When God asks, you know, if somebody says you should never question God, that's, that's actually not right. You can ask questions. I'm not sure about the old thing about getting angry with God. Anybody? Yeah, I'm not going to. I've had people try and tell me, no, 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 it's okay to get angry at God and shake your fist at him and tell him off. And I'm like, I'm sure you can get away with it, but uh, I wouldn't do that to my dad. So I don't think I would do it to my heavenly father. <laughs> and I wouldn't let my son do that to me. So it's called honour. It's called respect. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin, we went through that last week, that word virgin, how it, it has such a, a profound statement to it, Arne. And then the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born through you will be called the Son of God. And then he, then he gives her a testimony about a prophetic word about, and even Elizabeth, your old um, cousin, yes, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. And she was, she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Other version says she was called barren. Everyone called her barren, but it says, no, she's in a sixth month. Um, and then he makes this statement, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. We talk about this a lot. Um, last week we spoke about it. You might hear the Holy Spirit may speak something into your heart than the actual um, words that come out of a, a song or out of it. You may hear something and the Holy Spirit will speak a profound truth into your life. Um, 
if you're leaning in, it can happen at any moment. It can happen when you're driving a car. It can be happen when you're in South Africa driving on those really long <laughs> stints. It can happen when you're in a terrible conflict and you just got no, you don't know what to do and you just go, God, help me. And then all of a sudden, poof, he just moves in. No word from God will ever fail. We, and we need to, like Kylie made a statement a few weeks back about if, if you um, say, oh, I'm not prophetic, I, I, I don't really get prophetic words or anything like that. But the word of God actually tells us to desire the greater gifts and desire to prophesy. And what it actually means is to speak divinely inspired words for other people and for yourself divinely inspired so it's talking about the the great and precious promises of God that we get to share them with others Hmm. no word will ever fail from God when you get a scripture and that's what I was saying before Kylie said grab a scripture if you're not prophesying grab a scripture that you're desiring to see outworked in your life and just keep prophesying it keep proclaiming it it's a promise from God and say God you've promised this and and ask and keep on asking and knock and keep on knocking and seek and keep on seeking because I keep seeking I keep finding keep asking he keeps providing I'll get the words wrong were they right? <laughs> I thought the words were up there. I thought you. <gasps> no word will ever fail. No word will ever fail. The gravity of that. No revelation word from God. No rhema word from God. No now word from God will ever fail. Because it's aligned with the word of God. Everything that Gabriel said to her was prophecy, like fulfilled of what Jesus was prophesied to, to come as, you know, through, through a virgin and all that. So he's speaking it all out, laid it all out for her. And then he says, no word will ever fail. Why am I sitting on this? Because each one of us has been given words by God. And if you say, I've never heard of a word or anything like that, your Bible is full of the great and precious promises of God. You say, oh, God's left me. Oh, he's abandoned me. No, Hebrews. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll never abandon you. I'll never leave you alone. I'll never leave you without a way of escape. I will not. I will not. I will not. I, in any way, leave you without support. Therefore, we take comfort and are encouraged And we say, God is for me. What can man do to me? So Mary, see, this is all pregnant right here, ready to take place. The Holy Spirit's going to come on you. It's going to be so astounding. The the power of the Almighty is going to overshadow you and you're going to have a child. And here's some evidence of it. Your old cousin is pregnant six months already and And I'm telling you, she got a word. Well, her husband got a word. He's silent now. She's pregnant and no word from God can fail. So Mary's now, what does she do? Uh, I've got a few questions about this. How's this all going to pan out? What's this going to look like? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm from the Hebrew line. And sex before marriage, being pregnant outside of marriage, not a good thing. They like to stone us, and not with drugs. They want to... 
They want to throw balls at us, rocks at us and kill us. This is a scary thing for her. But what's her response? May your word to me be fulfilled. May your word to me, I am your servant, the Lord's servant, she says. I am the Lord's servant. She's just laid, surrendered. She's gone exposure, <laughs> exposure, desire, passion, surrender, all in one. No word from God can fail. I'm in. So then the angel left her, leaves her, just left her. <laughs> she was all right, so he left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby, John, Jesus' cousin, leaps inside Mary, uh, Elizabeth's womb. At that point, Elizabeth's full of the Holy Spirit. At that point, Elizabeth is full of the Holy Spirit. And she makes these statements. She then says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you bear. Had she heard? Had anything happened? No. She's in Holy Spirit, boom. She's just got the whole picture, and she's going, and blessed is the child that, you know, that you got in here because my baby leapt and all this. I don't know where I'm reading from, but why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord, she's got the whole story. She probably understands it more than what Mary does at this point. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who believed the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. This is it. This is it. It all hinged on Mary's response to what she was exposed to. I'm, I'm coming back to that exposure there. What it was all hinged on her. If she was like, eh, I'm not quite sure. What do you th do? You think that's the vessel that that the Almighty needs to come into? Eh, I'm not sure. I'm not really up for it. I, I, you know, I'm looking good at the moment. Getting married soon. I don't want to be out of shape for the wedding. You know, photos and all that. Well, it was chisel. You know. Yeah, see, if you were photographers back then, you'd be chiseling marble statues. Mm, yeah. So this year, God has told us this is a jubilee year, and that's because he wants us to keep our eyes on his provider. He, you know, he, he's got everything for us, and not only that, his desire is to free us. His desire is to get captives released and prisoners free. His desire is for people to be released into his spirit, to be free to come into his presence at any time. And he's done everything through his, his um, righteousness for us to just receive all this. So this year, God's been saying to us about, um, well, last year we started talking about Jubilee, and I touched on that last week, but... I just want to, remember David Letterman? Does anyone remember David Letterman? He's back now, big beard and all that. Um, but he used to do top 10 every night. So I want to do a top 10 of the things that God's been saying to us this year so far. And I wish I had them up on the screen, but I didn't because I'm just lazy. 
Number one on the top 10, great and precious promises. It's not on the list, but I'm going to point to it. There it is. (laughs) Great and precious promises. Grab hold of some great and precious promises of God. You got to get them because no word from God will ever fail. If you... (laughs) He's my strong tower in times of trouble. I don't know where to go. I'm in so much turmoil. He's my strong tower in times of trouble. He's my refuge and when the storms come. He is that person that I run to. His great and precious promises. Come on. Who enjoys his promises? I'm Because <laughs> when we grab hold of his great and precious promises, we get to exercise our faith in applying those promises to our life. And not only that, applying them to other people's lives as well. Exercising our faith. I I remember having discussions with our kids and they were going through some really tough times at school and things like that. And we we would have to say to them, suck it up. This is part of life. You know, you want to go and take care of it as a dad. Take someone out. (laughs) You know, make room. Whatever it is, you know. Um... We just say to them that we'd pray about it. We'd say that God's doing a work in their life. And we would point to God in the situation and not to the offense or not to the person. We'd keep going back to the promises of God. Don't know. God will make all things work together for good. This will work out good for you if you have the right attitude towards it and your response is really good. I was sharing this morning how um, around the coffee cart, we were talking about some things and I explained how first time I'd really hired a car, Ash and Janine and Kylie and I went to Hillsong in 2000. No, 2001, somewhere around then. And some filthy Christian in the car park backed into my high car. Can't trust these Christians. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, it could have been anybody. I don't know who it was. But I, we had to take the car back and there was an excess that you pay on your insurance. So someone's backed into my car, didn't leave a note, dinted the door, and I'm like, oh, and it was a $2,000 excess. So I went back in there, gave them the keys, and I said, there's a dint on the door, and they said, that's $2,000. I said, do you want to have a look at it? And they said, no, don't need to, that's $2,000. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Hand the credit card across, it worked. Woo-hoo. You know, <laughs> this, was t- this was a few years ago back when we didn't have much money. Wait a minute, we don't have much now. What am I talking about? So, um, $2,000, gone. Ash says, let us help you pay for it. And I go, no, no, I've got insurance. Don't worry about it. So, went to RACV, got insurance through them, and they gave me the $2,000 back, and everything's great. Six months later, I get a check in the mail. No letter, nothing like that, and it's for $1,726. And I'm like, it's for me, and I don't know who the company is. And so, I ring up this company, I go... What, what's this for? And then I find out it's actually the refund. It only cost them 200 bucks to put a suction cup on and go and pull the thing out. There was no paint damage or anything. It was 200 bucks. So they gave me the refund. And I'm like, I got my money from RACV and I got my refund from this. So I went into RACV with my check and I said, guys, this is what's happened. And, um, and they've sent me a check for $1,700. And the lady said, isn't that great for you? <laughs> and I'm like, this is your, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is their money. They, they, they would actually, and, 
They didn't want to know about it. They're like, that happened six months ago. No, no, just forget about it. I'm like, no, I have money here that's not mine. And, and then I realized I, I responded really well. Not $1,700 worth, but my reaction was like, ah, oh, I, didn't, I didn't scream at anybody. I, I didn't hit anything. I, did, I actually just went, oh, well, there you go. But we had a great week at Hillsong. We had an awesome conference, had great time at Ash and Janine. I, it didn't even phase me. And I'm like, ah, oh, thank you, God. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen for you, but it can happen. Your response to things and your heart to God has, if you're, like, I wasn't even praying about it. I wasn't even doing it. And God was still working on my behalf. I love it. Great and precious promises there. Exercising our faith. Exercising our faith by adding to it. Adding to our faith goodness. Goodness, knowledge. Knowledge, self-control. Like, we've got to exercise our faith. During COVID, we got out of that practice a little bit. We, we got to watch TV, you know, live stream and everything like that. But we've been, God's put it on our heart about certain things this year. Worship nights, encounter nights, prayer. They, they, these are actually on the list. These are two, the two next things, prayer and praise. My house will be a house of prayer, Jesus said. And he's enthroned in the praises of his people. These are things that we need in our life. Why? Because if we don't have them, God's not going to turn up. No, these are keys of the kingdom. These are keys of the kingdom. If we want to be operating in the kingdom, we need the keys of the kingdom. They just make things flow so beautifully. We need to exercise our faith. We need fire. That I, I listened back over a bunch of our messages and it's funny, I don't like listening to my messages. I hate the sound of my voice. I'm glad no one said, yeah, me too. You know, like, it's okay if you thought it. But um, I got in the car and Kylie's phone connects up and it's playing my voice. I'm like, ah, oh, Kylie, what are you doing? She's like, I'm listening to your message. I'm like, so I had to sit in the car and listen to my message and I cracked myself up. I was like, gee, I was funny last week. That was, I didn't even know half the jokes I was telling. I was like, wow, God, you're so good. Then I listened to Kylie's message. And I was like, her message from the week before was profound. And we're talking about fire. And she was a bit upset because she said, hon, I just yelled. Like I got, and I said, I know, babe. As soon as you got up and you started going, doing this. monologuing like no one's in the room you're just talking to yourself going backwards and forwards I said I knew it was on I turned around and said she's fired up you know and she was a bit worried that you you may have been offended by her um see I told you (laughs) and I I actually encouraged I said you need to you need to do that more because if I do it, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I try and correct somebody, it's terrible. Kylie will tell you, you're pathetic. You make me sick. Have a look at yourself. You'll probably vomit on yourself. You're terrible. Look at yourself. And you go, thank you. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'll go and sit, tend to that momentarily. May I say, you're wonderful. God loves you. And you say, hey, what do you mean by that? You know? <laughs> we get, get to exercise our faith. Fire. The fire of God. We need fire in our homes, don't we? We need fire for our kids. We need fire for our marriages. We need fire. Oh, my goodness. Jesus came to baptize us with the Spirit and with fire. So we're praying for greater baptisms of fire. We're praying for boldness to break out on your lives. Because when the disciples did that, when they got threatened, and they got threatened, they're going to get killed. And they, so they came back and they said, God, consider their threats. Now give us more boldness. And the Holy Spirit goes, and fills them again. And they just go out crazy as they did before. We need the fire of God in our life. I've still got a bonfire out there where it refused to burn. I'm going to see to it this week. It's going to burn. I've got this. I've got to fix that fire. Well, it's not a fire. It's a pile of wood. I need to make it into a fire for a few hours. <laughs> Prayer, praise, hunger for righteousness. That's been coming out this year. We need a hunger and thirst for righteousness. Well, maybe you don't, but I do. I need to ignite my hunger and thirst for righteousness again. And just and it's not because, oh, what? Because I've just been rolling around in the filthy sin bed? No, no, no. I am, I'm not with Ryan with the dogs and picking up fleas. No, no, no. I, I want to get more of God. It's not because of, oh, I hate my life. I, I'm doing wrong. No, no. I, God has so much more. No, I seen or he heard or has entered into the heart of men. We need a hunger for righteousness. We need ears to hear and eyes to see. Oh, my goodness. These are things that are all about, like they, they seem fairly basic, don't they? Exercising your faith. That's, that's a no-brainer. Hunger for righteousness is one of the first things Jesus said. You know, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. And how many times does it say, for those that have an ear to hear and eyes to see? You know, it's in the Bible. They're no-brainers. But we hear it and we think we know it. Jesus said, one day people will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we heal the sick? Didn't we raise the dead in your name? And he, and he says, go away from me, you who did things out of selfish ambition. This is what it means. He goes, you did this out of selfish ambition and you never were intimate with me. Do you know what our whole job here is on earth? <laughs> to know him. By what we see around us, what we experience through each one, each other, what we get through the Word of God, which has been recorded so beautifully throughout history, <laughs> God wants to move on your life and change this planet. He has given us the power over the name of Jesus. He's given us the witness of His Spirit so that we can be Jesus in our communities. Government does a great job with certain things, but no one can deal with the soul. No one can deal with the spirit. You know, hospitals can patch up bodies. You know, they can fix up a house. They can, you know, patch up some things and if there's trauma or tragedy. But, but when it comes to the soul, God, salvation, this word sozo, healing, wholeness, this is only the realm of God. No one else has this realm. 
No psychiatrist, no doctor, no surgeon, no guru, no swami, no imam, only our God. Salvation belongs to our God. It's His realm. No one else has the currency. It's only His. Exercise your faith this week. A couple of weeks ago, I said, I I feel that God's going to be asking us to exercise our faith. I don't know what that's in. It may not be walking on water. It may be making a stand in your life or something. I remember uh, during the week, I had a discussion again with Dad, and he said how, um, can I tell you how Mum and Dad got together? Is that all right? I've got a few minutes here. I don't really. So, um... Dad was going to a, they were in a Methodist church over in um, Wentworth, and I, Dad will probably correct me and I'll tell it all wrong, but um, he was going to a meeting because they, they had a minister that just got spirit-filled, went away to a camp, came back spirit-filled. My grandy got filled with the spirit, my pop-up got filled with, pop-up got filled with the spirit. Um, it, was, it was just an amazing thing. Then they got kicked out of the church because they got too rowdy and the religious spirit tried to take over, and that's how this church started. So, um... But dad went to a night where they, they, it was just an open rally at the church and dad was going to it. And he met mom up the street and said, oh, and she said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm going to, this is when they were just Robin and Glennis who lived over in New South Wales. And he says, oh, where are you going, Robin? Oh, I'm going to this meeting tonight. Oh, I'll come with you. So mum, they went and they sat there and, and he did an altar call. He did, do you want to give your life to Jesus? Dad just went, yep, and went up the front and he's standing there and he looked across and mum's standing next to him. She, Dad, our, the Taylor family, we, we actually, um, we've got lineage that have, we've got great grandparents that have made a decision. As for me and our house, we're going to serve the Lord. And each, each one of us, and mum and dad, they were sitting, they, when they first got married, mum's reading the scripture and said, hey, this scripture here, I want this to be our standard for our family. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And we're, our family. My, my brother's family, my sister's family. We, we've made this. A, so your exercising of faith may be making a statement as, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You go, but we've been doing that. Exposure, desire, passion, surrender. And finally, love. Hospitality and love. These are the top 10. Top 10. These are the top 10 that we just finished. Love. Love. Love is love. You hear that all the time now. 2 John 1 says this, and this is love. I love it when the Bible talks about love. Love is patient, love is kind. But in 2 John 1 6, it says, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to His commands. As you have heard from the beginning, His command is that you walk in love. Everything is about being in love. Not just in love, but actually love. Have you ever had people that you don't like in your life teach you love? Because you want to, you know, you want to tell them, rack off. You want to tell them, you're an idiot. You want to tell them, I don't want to be around you anymore. Leave my presence. Mm. But you don't. You say, Hi, so good to see you. And you're not lying because you're actually being generous with your time. And the more that you're filled, the more you get to spill. Because I'm using that instead of fake it until you make it. Because we say, I oh, just, you know, if, if you 
don't understand this, just keep doing it until it becomes real to you. Keep faking it until you make it. No, 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 I want to change that. I want to say, keep getting filled. Keep drinking Him. We're given one spirit, one spirit to be baptized in, one spirit to drink. If we keep getting filled, come on. Exposure. Come on, what are we exposing ourselves to? Our outcome is love. It's love. It's love. Why? The outcome has to be love because the beginning was love. And the desire through it was all love. As it says here, as we have heard from the beginning, His command is that you will always walk in love. Thank you, Father. If you're able to stand, can you just stand with me? Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you for your presence of your spirit that's here right now. Lord, I thank you for the challenge that you've given us today. And what are we allowing ourselves to be exposed to? What are we allowing ourselves to influence us and and speak? What are our desires going towards? What are our passions? What are we fanning our passions in? And, And what are we surrendering to? Father, thank you. Thank you for reminding us. And right now, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for speaking to each individual, each marriage, each husband, each wife, each child, each young adult, each senior. Father, I thank you that you can bring a now word. You can, you can move mountains. You, you can make highways in the seas. You can bring dead bones to life. Father, you, there is nothing that is impossible for you. We want to be in your realm. I don't want to be influenced by the pattern of this world. I want to be influenced by the system of heaven. I want to be influenced by the ebb and flow of of grace in, in heaven. Father, I thank you for each one of my brothers and sisters. Holy Spirit, right now, just fill them afresh. Fresh anointing on each one of their lives. Lord, from the top of their head, soles of their feet, tip of their fingers. Father, I thank you for joy in their life, being sparked fresh joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Father, I thank you. I speak blessing and favour. May those in the room and those that that they love, their families and that, Father, may they lack no good thing. You have goodness for them, Father. I thank you for the goodness that lays there waiting for them to just take the time to pick it up and savour it and thank you for it. Father, I thank you for the the faith that's going to get exercised. I thank you for the the prophecies that are going to come out of dad's mouths over their children's lives, over their wives' lives. I thank you for the the prayer that's going to be connected with husbands and wives joining hands in bed and just praying for their children instead of worrying about what's going to happen, laying hands on their children at night or, or whatever it may be. Father, I thank you that you have the answers and you're showing us how to exercise our faith to be faith filled warriors that are going to turn this planet upside down. Oh, Father, you've done it before. Do it again. I can feel the wind of change blowing. I can smell a change in the air. Do it, Father. What are you going to do? May your kingdom come and may your will be done. And we agree on that in Jesus' name right now. Let's agree. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I can just see dad smiling right now. Our father, he's just looking at you. He's going, whose daughter is that? 
whose son is that? He's smiling over you. I just want to correct a thought that you think that he's angry at you. He's not. His arms are wide open. He's the dad that's on the on the um, the rooftop looking for you to see when you're coming back. Looking for you. When when is he going to catch a glimpse of you so he can run and meet you? Those that draw near to God, he draws near to them. That example of the the father running down and embracing his son. God's smiling over you. He has good things for you. He has good things for your kids. He has good things in your life. Father, I thank you for the, yeah. Oh, the outrageous goodness that you have in store for those that love you. Bring it on, Father. We are yours. Have your way. Amen. Have an awesome week, guys. Don't forget, Tuesday morning, um, got prayer out here. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.